Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Cox ATA Martial Arts. The adventure begins, and Ferruja Mechanical proudly bring to you the reigning, undisputed radio tag team champions of the world. The Captain Joey Savage, the talent Corey DLG, we are Nerd the Radio. Oh, and the producer Nico. That's me. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget, you can interact with us at Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio or go to NerdThugRadio.com for anything else that tickles your fancy. We, that? we do fancy tickling? We do. We do fancy tickling. I didn't know that. We actually have our uh, internet designer in the uh, studio tonight, and she has just confirmed we do fancy tickles. Wow. Okay. So just go to the website, find it. Are those extra? <sighs> Usually I have to pay extra for fancy tickles. You do have to pay extra for fancy tickles. Usually. So let us tickle your fancy. Oh. So uh, what's going on, boys? I haven't been here in a while. Yeah. You know, traveling the world and being a rock star. Look, look uh, who's here from corporate. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, head of HR finally came back. <laughs> Look who's visiting the head of the, HR from the, the corporate office the in Atlanta. C- the CFO, the COO, any other uh, big title you can bestow upon someone that you can give yourself. That, that one, one right. yeah. yeah. Sole proprietor. That one works too. That's accurate. Yeah, for tax purposes. So did you guys <laughs> doing a good job? Like I have looked over your files, and last week you guys made no blunders. So I'm proud of you. Uh, I feel like that's inaccurate. I feel oh, like you made a blunder. I feel like we are a blunder. No, maybe you, but not Nico. Yeah, Nico's yeah. got his stuff together. What he does, he's got his stuff together. Look at him. I am looking at him. Look at him. The great looking man right there. <laughs> you need a haircut. He's the captain now. <laughs> I'm the captain now. I'm the captain, I'm the captain now. What's funny is every time we say that, we both have two different like voices. No, not even that. Like oh. you're saying it because of the uh, the movie, right? Yeah. And I'm saying it because of the poker player from Europe who used to do that. Oh, really? Yeah. You watch like the old uh, World Poker Tour ones from like the early 2000s. Oh. There's this fat guy Tony G, and he's got these like you know in Europe they use those. Um, uh, they're not chips. They use chips and they use like they these use plaques. Those, yeah, the plaques. And so he's like, he's like, I'm the captain now. I'm the captain. So that's me. I, uh, so I'm also I, fat. I've always seen the, the things where they bet those, like the thing, like uh, like most notably Casino Royale with James Bond, right? Yeah, yeah. Where he's like all in and he's throwing in like these half a million dollar plaques. chips, checkers, whatever they are. And I'm always like, I kind of just one time want to play a game with those. Yeah, like, it looks. Looks fun. There's like a, just an air of like this is real. Yeah, I want to go to Europe real just big. to play with those. I think they use them in um, the uh, Asian countries too, in the Pacific. Or I think they use them in Pai Gao. Yeah, uh, no, not Pai Gao. It's the other one, right? No, you're thinking of like um, I've seen them use game? the. Is that not Pai Gao? No, it's that one game uh, that you can play on the. the it's like solitaire. You can play Mahjong. Mahjong. Yeah, they use them on that. I've never of. seen someone play Mahjong in a casino. Really? Yeah. Well, competitive mahjong is like insane. But how do you? Yeah. It's, it's like it like requires so many. I think it's literally like it's it's the four directions that you play each hand. Everybody plays each direction twice. Yeah, it's crazy. What? Yeah, it's, it's a long game. <laughs> or are you thinking baccarat instead of Pagal? Oh, I might be thinking baccarat. Baccarat. Yeah, Phil Ivy baccarat. By the way, baccarat. Yeah, that was crazy. But like baccarat is almost like even odds. Apparently, it's like forty nine fifty one. It's 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 weird. I, I, I read that. so when I was so we talked about the Phil Ivy thing a long yeah, yeah, time yeah, ago. Yeah, on we the did. Show. So when that happened, I like really studied the rules of Baccarat and I still haven't figured it out. 
Yeah, because it looks like it, no one can touch anything but the dealer, and so yeah, and you're betting on like I don't know numbers. That's ah, weird. It's really weird. Yeah, it's like a high low though, sort of. Like yeah, you're betting yeah. like over that you're gonna either beat or lose to the dealer, but you can bet either way. Right, right. You're going over and unders and stuff. And so it's almost it's like it's you know what it is. What? It's British blackjack. It's British blackjack. You know how like cricket is like British baseball? No, cricket is not British baseball. It's 100% British cricket baseball. Cricket is its own thing. And it, I don't even know if it started in England. But it's like British baseball. Yeah. And just like uh, just in, like in soccer is British football. Soccer is British football? Yeah. Why is it British? It, I don't think soccer started in the Great Britain time either. Actually, the term football. Football? Actually, the term, so- actually, the term soccer is actually a British slang. Is it? Yeah, You're that's actually where that slang. came from. Your hair is a British slang. I don't argue that. So how was uh, last week's show? Did you guys do a weekly top three? Fill me in. Uh, No, we, yeah, we did we did a really good segment on uh, loot crates and gambling. Yeah. Ooh, gambling. I love to gamble. What did we talk about? So Recap. So the Congress is basically hammering down on uh, on gambling on the loot crates in video games. And they're calling it gambling. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. And, uh, you know, the kids are the ones who spend the money on that. Yeah. So the video game companies are taking, like, a hard position that they are most definitely not gambling. Mm. Because if they even kind of acknowledge that it's gambling. So they're buying, like, the loot crates for these games? Not you know, so, like, you play, you play, yeah, you play Fortnite, and then, like, oh, you earn enough tokens or you buy tokens right. to, to buy a loot crate that then unlocks a skin or a weapon or a toy or a yeah, token yeah, yeah, yeah. or a thing. And it's, since it's random and you don't know what you're buying. Uh, and there's that gambling? And there's different levels of rarity. That's so stupid. Yeah, that's right. So, the, so is Heroclix not gambling either because you're randomly buying? Well, that's the conversation that we had, as I said, isn't essentially what we're talking about. Baseball thing. cards. Baseball cards is the thing I brought up. I said, remember back in the day, you don't know what you're getting, and only one pack has the special rookie card. And yeah, yeah. I mean, all of those different things is what created the rarity. So Where will it stop? I, I, Where will it all end, Nico? I get the concept that because of ease of availability, it's a much different conversation now. Um, but I do think it's just shades of baseball cards. I mean, we have better things to worry about than we don't apparently. loot crates on video games and whether it's gambling or not. But not. There are more pressing needs in this world. We just watched a uh, Poor People commercial. That's true. Right? It's true. Right, right before our cartoon came back on. <laughs> We're living um, our best life right now. We really are. <laughs> living our best life. Poor People commercials to cartoons. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Video games and gambling have kind of become a th- like... Well, Mark so Cuban are the, are the video game tournaments not considered gambling too now? Well, Mark Cuban literally co-owns or part owns the first esports gambling website. Yeah, I mean, like we're not even kind of pretending at that point. We're going straight to uh, gambling. So I don't know where it, will it end. Well, I'm just not sure what the issue is at that point. What's the like? I don't know what the conversation is like because if you're being realistic about it, this is the thing that I've kind of noticed about. All of these things. This is obviously a political discussion and because it's about the government being concerned about this. This is how DLG gets his political statements into the show. That's right. Well, every time we have some of these conversations, every time I have these conversations with people, it's always about shades. Like, this is okay, but that's not. Even if they're the same thing. You know, um, I don't want to go into the details of the one of the conversations I had because I think, I think it probably sounds controversial out loud. But the concept was essentially... 
no matter what you use government money for, it's always taxpayer money. Correct. Um, so because of that, if you use it for for some people, you should be able to use it for all people if you're going to use it at all. Okay. So once you get over that concept, to me, it's like when people are saying, well, I don't want my taxpayer dollars to go to that. And it's like, okay, well, other people don't want their taxpayer dollars to go to this. So once you just get over the fact that you don't get to pick where the taxpayer dollars go to and you just get over it, then you just try and come up with the most advantageous solutions to issues, I feel like. Yeah. That's but, heavy. Nico, how was card playing this week? Uh, it was pretty good. Was it Vanguard? Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, just with the homies. It didn't go out anywhere. Oh, with the homies? Did you order some pizza? Yeah. Listen to some uh, some good mellow music? Nah, rap music. Rap music? <laughs> yeah. Oh, why'd you we get, get... We get the game together, listen to rap music, and play card. Yeah. <laughs> now, what do you guys consider rap music? Oh, it's got to be a little. It's a little, isn't it? Uh, well, it depends on what we're... It's a little what was, what was this weekend? Uh, little Uzi Vert. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Vert. He hasn't put anything out in like a million years. Oh, oh. yeah, no. Um, Who was it? Come on, our uh, fans his, are dying to know. Is it, is, oh, it was the Anderson Pack album. So not really rap. It's just hip hop. It's really good though. Okay. Who's I don't you? know who that is. You've never, you've never listened to Anderson Pack? He sounds like a guy from like uh, Fox News. I thought it was one of the fighters on uh, <laughs> HBO. <laughs> I thought he was an anchor for Fox News. I thought he had a boxing match. It's probably him and Anderson Cooper are like twins. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that, but I did. <laughs> um, well, next time y'all should like play some classic rap. You know what I mean? Like throw on some of that. Is, is our rap now classic rap? Yeah. Is that what that is, dude? We're thirty-five years old. Of course it is. That's so. The stuff we listened to when we were fifteen is twenty okay. years old. Okay. So does that make like I hate to call it not like this, but almost everything they play on the buzz? It's oldies? all classic it's, rock on okay. the buzz. Okay. All right. I okay. love the Rod Ryan show. All they play is classic rock. I get so ticked off, and I text old Ali Savage here because they do that Throwback Thursday, and every song on Throwback Thursday is, is newer is newer than what they just played going into the break. Or it's a song they usually play already. They're like, do you want to hear the Nine Inch Nails song? And it's like the Nine Inch Nails song Nirvana that you guys came, played an hour Nirvana ago. Nirvana was out in 93. That's classic rock now. You know, uh, they put up a meme one time for one of the shows, and it was like, can you believe this has already, like this this band is 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 15 or 20 years old? And I was like... Maybe we should stop listening to them on the bus then. Yeah. <laughs> if you take music the way you take cars, right? Right. What is it? Is it 20 years or 25 before it's a classic? Right? I'm talking to my producer here. So after 25 years, a car is considered a classic. You can get the classic license plate Oh, you don't have to it. do like the inspections. Yeah, right, right, license right, right, plate. Right, so right. if you take that into consideration, I mean, anything in the early 90s is classic rock now. Anything. I mean, considering so we're so about to hit 2020. Right. So anything yeah. 95. Yeah, 95 and younger. Is younger. is classic rock. Anything in the 80s is now antique rock <laughs> by car standards. But, well, no, and that is a good standard, right? Like 25 years is a pretty good window. Right. So like, you know, like, oh, it's like literally. Although all, that does mean the ugliest Mustangs ever are classic cars. They are. The box ones. Yeah. Those I was literally listening Mustangs. to, and it was like Throwback Thursday, and the three songs were like. Weezer and two couple other people, and then they said, "All right, let's jump out to a break." And then they played Nirvana. I'm like, "That's older than the three songs you just mentioned for Throwback Thursday." Yeah, no, no, no. I totally agree to that. I don't. It drives me insane. Like, I like listen. I only listen to the Buzz in the morning because I like the morning show. After that, I'm done because I don't want to listen to. If I want to listen to '90s music, I just listen to classic rock. No, I, it's I, classic I, rock. It's not. It's not alternative anymore. It's classic. It really feels that way because there's been. I want to say like a thousand new bands right. since then that have had radio songs. And what's weird is you the DJs talk about how much they like the news. They're like, but they um, can't play it. Well, they they play like the one hit. 
That's it. They play like the one hit from them, and then that's all. And then that's it. Well, yeah. that's it for this uh, opening segment of Nerd Thug Radio. We're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk something nerdy. Stay with us. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I promised you some nerdy talk, but before we get to that, let's talk about my friend, the Nerd Ninja, over at Cox ATA Martial Arts. The yeah. Nerd Ni- oh, God, you're the worst. Let's try that again. <laughs> well, you stopped at a weird spot. The Nerd Ninja, Mr. Cox at Cox ATA Martial Arts. Yeah. There we go. As the leader of martial arts in North Houston with two convenient locations here in Montgomery County, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. There is somewhere for you to train that can help jumpstart your fitness goals. They have programs for the little ones. They've got programs for the school-age kids, the teenagers, the adults, all the way up to the seniors. They've got adults for or programs for everybody. So make sure you go check out Coxie ATM Martial Arts. Mention Nerd Thug Radio and get two free weeks of training. That's a really good deal. It is a really two free weeks. gosh darn good deal. Oh, it's gosh darn Gosh good darn, deal. and it will tickle your fancy. Because here at Cox ATA Martial Arts, we build leaders, we teach life skills, and we leave a legacy. So two uh, stories that I uh, wanted to not break but talk about on Ooh, the Nerd okay. Thug Radio, right. and I would like to get the Corey DLG opinion because he's really good at explaining things. Uh, so we talked several months ago, I think now, me and you, about where does Netflix go from here now that Disney's doing their own thing, and these people are going here, here. Like, what are they going to do? As far as new material, right, comic book right. stuff, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I've done a few things, but it just got uh, leaked or announced this week that it looks like they will be gaining the rights to Neil Gaiman's. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Sandman series. Our friend uh, Zach Attack is a huge fan of this uh, comic book series. Yeah. Uh, the story sounds great. The artwork kind of sucks for me, but yeah, Sandman it's a is, big deal. It's a huge deal. It's Sandman's a huge deal. A huge deal. Uh, so just, just kind of preface. like, what, is, uh, what, what does the Sandman tell the, the Nerd Thug family about it they don't know? And then we'll... We'll get into some more discussion. So Sandman starts out in the DC universe uh, initially as like um, a member of the Justice Society. He was like a sleeping gas, gas mask, kind of a weird, smoky, mystery 1950s vil- uh, superhero. With the just, they were the they were the characters who like uh, fought the World War II stuff. Okay. Um, Neil Gaiman came in. Gosh, this is like probably mid 80s. And DC just has a ton of stuff that they don't know what to do with at that time. And comic books were in a weird point where everyone was willing to be really experimental. So, like, this is the era when Frank Miller does The Dark Knight Returns. Okay. Um, Great story. Watchmen is Alan Moore, yep. Dave Gibbons. This is that era of DC Comics where essentially they're like, hey, we've got all these different properties and characters and we don't know. We're looking for new ways to do things because comic books were kind of eh at the time. Eh. Um, And so when things get eh in comic books, that's when comic books is like, we'll try anything. Let's do whatever. Let's get weird. And so the version of Sandman that gets created, uh, you're not wrong. The version of Sandman that winds up getting created is sort of the ethereal, 
dreamwalking Mobius version of Sandman where he's like he's part of people's dream worlds and a lot of it is like him interacting with people there's a lot of like uh, lessons and like stories and just kind of things that get involved in all of it that are very what you would call now like what what we would call now 30 plus years later 30 years later we would call these like SJW LGBT type stories this was 1980s and he's doing these you're talking about you know uh, trans characters uh Characters, you know, with different gender identities and all these different things. Uh, his version of Lady Death is the kind of, is the uh, sarcastic, carefree teenager version that wound up being around for a long time, that girl version. The show Lucifer spins out of this, where Lucifer is kind of bored with hell and he winds up on Earth just playing around and doing crazy stuff. And so all these different things come out of that Sandman series written by Neil Gaiman. He does this whole... It's a massive run that he does, um, and it's it's rather intricate and detailed. Uh, They're saying that this will be the most expensive TV series that DC Entertainment has ever done. Yeah, wow. I, I, I don't even doubt it, and that's probably why it's on Netflix. What I what I mean by that is DC WB has its own little thing, its own streaming service. Yeah, not doing so hot. Well, I don't, I don't know. They haven't. Swamp Thing apparently didn't do well, but they were thrilled apparently with Titans and with Young Justice, and with Doom Doom Patrol because yeah, Doom they, Patrol seems good. I need to watch it still. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. Uh, but Titans, they're already doing season two, and apparently they've got a ton of cameos from other DC figures. That's neat. Like they're super excited about what they've got for the most part. I wish they could, it would be more readily available on on other on more things. Hey, yeah. if you had an Xbox, you wouldn't complain right now. Um, but I don't because I, I have the superior PlayStation 4. Right, I agree with that. Um, to me, the bigger issue is it's just kind of a weird... There's money involved, though, right? So, like, Swamp yeah. Thing was very expensive. I, I, I don't think that's why Swamp Thing got messed up. I think Swamp Thing got messed up simply because I I think in hindsight they didn't want to make it. I think so after it was getting... It's a hard getting, concept, but again, expensive to make, and you're on a streaming service that doesn't do... It's not doing well. So right. the numbers have to be really, really... This is what we talk about a lot of times, yeah. right? The numbers have to be exceptional to survive on that kind of platform. Right, exactly. Netflix, however, they can spend the money, and even if it, you, you're you're getting it to a bigger market. Exactly. You, you have a wider reach. And I think, that's, I think that's why DC Streaming would agree to co-do something with Netflix. Netflix can spend a lot of the money, but also give it to more people. Right. And then if you're watching it on Netflix, and you're like, man, I really dig in Sandman and Lucifer's, or you would go this way. They have Lucifer already, so right. you're watching Lucifer, you like it. Sandman, Lucifer comes from Sandman. Oh, let me watch Sandman. And then from Sandman, you go, man, you know what? This stuff's pretty good. And it's like, well, you know, the guys who make that have a whole streaming service of stuff. True. And so that's kind of the bleed over that I think they're looking for. Which they, I feel like they kind of have to do, right? Because Disney is pulling out soon. You're uh, talking about for Netflix? Yeah, Netflix. Yeah, so Disney's yeah. pulling out. Uh, NBC's pulling their stuff out in 2021 to start their own stuff. Yeah, but if I'm, if I'm Netflix, though, I'm not looking to make new part-time partners. No, and DC what, Universe is clearly a part-time partner. Right. Because Warner Brothers, HBO, AT&T are going to be doing their own thing at some yeah. point. But when, if you want to if you want to compete with the big conglomerate that is Disney, yeah. it's the biggest media whatever, you, you're not going to be able to do it on, on your own. So if, if I DC... Said, I would have said no before, but, but Netflix has a really strong track record of about once a month producing a hit. I don't know. They keep jacking their prices up, and I'm I'm about to bail out. Once when was the, when was the last time the price? I pay like eighteen bucks now. Check your check your stuff, man. Stuff's going up. You probably don't even know because they don't even tell you. But I thought the last I thought it went up like 
I thought it was announced like a while back, though. I mean, we're almost at twenty bucks a month for Netflix. Okay, but but at that point, but at that point, you're gonna pay twenty bucks for Netflix, this much for Hulu, this much for NBC. Well, that's the thing, right? That's why right. that's why all of them are raising the prices a little bit because they wanna they wanna squeeze the smallest guy out, right? Um, because if you're paying, if you're paying, once you get to seventy, eighty, a hundred dollars, you're like, well, I could just have cable at that point. Well, no, it's so not, nothing's gonna be a cable at that point. Well, that's the other part, right? So, but if you if they try and stay under the number for cable, then they're going to be cutting out like right. a Hulu but if, or. A, but if we cut away from Netflix and we just look at DC and, and, and Warner Brothers, if they want to compete with Disney, they can't do it on their own. No, they can't because their platform isn't doing well now. So hey, let's partner up with a bigger person and try to drive. Yeah, it makes perfect us. sense for DC. Although I do think because they have the HBO Showtime, they do have. A couple shows every year that people will want to watch. So as they move more exclusive, they will get people for those windows. It's going to be how they follow up with that. But if I'm Netflix at this point, where I produce consistently quality movies people watch, quality television people watch, that is original content or my own licensing, I need I need everyone else less and less and less. If I'm Netflix, I don't. I don't know that putting in uh, even more money into Sandman helps me because I just put money into Lucifer. Unless, unless Netflix' end goal is just to take all the DC property and just put it on Netflix. But I, uh, they have all the deals with the CW shows. Already yeah, no, they, they, they the do. They years. do. But but what I think over time those. You know what, let me just buy you out. And then you just start making stuff for me now. I think over time, all of those deals are going to expire because, and, and they're going to and they're going to let them lapse because. But the, think about it from Netflix. So deals expired, right? So think about it from Netflix point of view. The DC streaming service isn't doing what, doing well, really. I mean, they got a couple good shows. They've had some flops, but it's still not doing the numbers that we think it is because it's not readily available for a bunch of stuff. So right, right. If time goes on and those numbers keep going down. I mean, what will the selling price just driving down and down for Netflix just be like, boom, we're just going to buy all your stuff. Now you work for us. Now you make stuff for us. Because there's a whole section. The, the reason the only reason I disagree with that at all is just because of the fact that Warner Brothers owns DC right. and Warner Brothers now is owned by AT&T, which also has the HBO stuff. So what I think is the end goal for them is their own thing. HBO, so? Showtime, DC, Warner Brothers, all of that on one. App. Maybe or maybe Warner Brothers is like, dude, this isn't working for us. Let's just sell these TV rights. I, I just I don't think I don't think, I, don't think I, I think they've because they've taken they've taken the time to acquire more things like right car, the, the Cartoon Network all, plus the, all having, of the anime streaming service like Crunchyroll and stuff plus having AT and T means they actually the only streamer that has their own delivery mechanism hmm, interesting you know what I mean because none of the no, other ones actually own a carrier right but so I'm, you know I think Warner Brothers they're doing great with that and the Showtime yeah. the Crunchyroll but if DC's not performing like they wanted to I don't think they would sell off a part of it I think they would just fire the people movies and, start and over. the TV are two totally separate things anyway but they won't be for long is what I'm getting at I you think, think so? you think yeah, the yeah. movies you think the movie universe and the TV universe I think, combines I, not necessarily the universe but I think the money I think what they're going to do is they're going to literally move just to the Disney model where Disney just puts it all in one big pot now and is like dude, if you ever look at a, a Disney uh, stock report. Like it, they break it down by chapters, but they only talk about the big money at the top. Yeah. Like they're like the theme parks and the rides and the movies and the TV. It's all one giant pot for them, and so I think that's where, I think that's where Warner Brothers, AT and T, whatever the merger is going to be, whatever it's going to wind up being. I think that's where they're trying to go. They're trying to go go big or go home. Yeah, I don't think they even I don't think they even have any interest at all. Of go big or go home instead of uh, cutting their losses and. Yeah, because the, because what are the other options? The other option is to give up or yeah. 
or to be Disney B plus. And I think that's their goal is to be Disney B plus. They can give up. <laughs> Just give up and sell. Corporations don't give up. Like well, the really? next guy, the next corporate raider moves in and thinks he can do it better. I distinctly remember working for Six Flags when uh, Dan Snyder tried to do a hostile takeover. And he was like, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to do this. And the way he basically got the way that ownership basically kept him at bay was they took like two of his ideas that were OK and they used them. And so that got enough of the people who were on the fence who might have voted for Dan Snyder to be able to buy the company. It got them off the fence. Yeah. So that's they sold all the water parks, including the one I worked at off because he was like, you guys are too all over the place. If so, you they, were, so that corporation sold stuff off. It did, but it did it in a oh, in a interesting. It it did it in a way that made sense. It doesn't make sense to get rid of your your franchise generating property because nothing more consistently makes franchises in the comic books. Right, but if they're not profitable, what do we do? Well, let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about the greatest rapper alive. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Voila. It's summer, and if there's one thing that people know in Texas is air conditioning is very important. If they're having any issues or want to have their unit serviced or try to save money getting their unit serviced, one option to call is Ferruja Mechanical. Ferruja Mechanical has been serving Houston and the surrounding areas since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system replacements, planned maintenance, and indoor air quality. Make sure to ask about buying the planned maintenance, which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements, and a guaranteed appointment within 24 hours. Interested parties should call 281-259-3367, 281-259-3367, Ferruja Mechanical, 281-259-3367. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well, and I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Yay. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. He's the talent Corey DLG, and he's the producer, Nico DLG. I, mm-hmm. I, I want to know, Nico, how much do you have to bribe him when you to get an off day? Because like he use, he's burning through all of your... At this point, you guys he, are he both out of days. Yeah, no. Nico, I just tell him, hey, Nico, you want the day off? He's like, yeah. I was like, cool, you got it. <laughs> See, like... I don't even know what well, to say. Well, me and Nico that. have our lives together, so we get off days. I don't understand what that even means. You definitely know what that I means. Don't, I don't know how he has his life together. He does. <laughs> hey, man, did you go to school last semester? Yeah. You make good grades? Yeah. Heck yeah, you got your life together. You're listening to us on Carnos FM 104.5, 106.1. The sister station. Worldwide at iMLoneStar.com. Did you even put shoes on today or real pants? When's the last time you wore real pants? Uh, Actually, if you look right over there, there's real pants over there. Just Because I had them on the other day. Two weeks ago. No. Two well, Fridays. yeah, I did have them on two Fridays ago. Yeah, the last time I saw you in real pants was two that's Fridays r- ago. That's right. So if the last time you saw me, I was wearing real pants. As far as you know, I never took them off. Yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> you definitely did. The likelihood is I'm still wearing real pants right now. Why don't you talk about our friends who do wear real pants, AC, Frugia, Mechanical. That's right. It's summer, and if there's one thing that's obvious in Texas is you're not going without air conditioning in this heat. So if your old outdated system isn't keeping up or you would like its service for the summer, the trusted name to call is Frugia Mechanical. Ferruja Mechanical has been serving Houston and the surrounding areas since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system repla- replacements, I did it again, planned maintenance, and indoor air quality. Make sure to ask about buying the planned maintenance, which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements, and a guaranteed appointment within 24 hours. 
So call 281-259-3367, 281-259-3367. That's Ferruja Mechanical. Call them at 281-259-3367 today. Today, huh? Today. You know, <laughs> we're such a professional outfit. On my notes that I have for this, I've got like three typos that I've been reading the same this whole time that I've never corrected as I go through yeah. and change my stuff. And now, And you're asking me why you don't have your life together. Um. No, I wasn't asking why I don't have. I was disagreeing with the with the that's, premise. That's why. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I said I mentioned the greatest rapper alive, Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith. Correct. Uh, the Millennium. We are living in the Millennium, and he is the only reason there are people colonizing Miami. That is accurate. Yeah. Uh, he has made tons of movies. Yes. Tons of movies. Yes. Do you know which movie he made that has made the most money? The movie that has made the most money for the Will Smith. Of all the movies. All the movies he's made. It's probably the newest one. It's probably Aladdin. Aladdin. The remake live action of Aladdin has made more money for Will Smith than any other movie he's made. Before that, it was probably... Men in... Independence Day? Maybe. Independence Day? But think about that. Is it... Is it good or bad that his most recent remake of Aladdin has made more money than anything he's, he's done when he's done some original stuff like Independence Day? No, no, like I don't, I don't think that's the way to look at it. I think, I think the reality is... Well, that's why I want to get your opinion. These animated movies... More than Wild Wild West. What the heck? Well, <laughs> these, <laughs> How could they possibly do yeah, that to Wild Wild <laughs> West? <laughs> poor, poor... Who was, the, who was the dude in that one? Kevin Klein? Yeah. How do you how do you put Kevin Klein in an action movie? Like who talks great? Who talks anyone through I that? love Wild Wild West. Um, there's it is the most nonsensical movie it's in the, the history. Uh, it was cool before steampunk was even a thing. Okay, that's accurate. Before we get into what we want to talk about, real quick, in Wild West, one of the producers uh, is the guy who was trying to produce the Superman movies. Okay, and he apparently is just obsessed with giant spiders. So there's a giant mechanical spider in Wild Wild yeah. West. And like two years before uh, the Man of Steel came out, he's one of the producers of that movie as well. He was also one of the ones who was trying to get the Nick Cage stuff going off the ground and blah, blah, blah. Oh, is that why the terraformers are giant spiders? Yes. Oh, someone, man. Someone told me that if they do this movie and this guy stays on it, there will be a giant spider in it. And then sure enough, the gravity-defying, planet-shaping thing that the Krypton uses, giant spider. Uh, the guy's just like weirdly obsessed awesome. with any movie he makes. He's like, you know, it would be crazy if there was like a giant spider just like right here. Yeah, that'd be great. Doing some stuff. And yeah, it got, sounds like something you would do if you were making movies. Like every one of them would have the yeah, same you, thing in it. Think yeah, about it. Like, if, but if my thing though movies, would be like Jessica Alba cameos. Yeah, like, but it would, there would be something, right? <laughs> yeah, it would be. But like it's a weird. And, and, Why are we watching this remake of The Life and Time of Jesus Christ and Jessica Alba's in a bikini just walking yeah, through? Just walking through. Must be a DLG she's, film. She's doing a Blue Crush cameo. <laughs> Must be a DLG film. Uh, no, yeah. So Why anyway. is she underwater in this Jaws 5 remake? Right. DLG film. Uh, I have another weird tangible. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but yeah, so I think these those animated movies were such a critical part of so many children growing up. Those people now have their kids, and they want their kids to experience kind of that cool, majestic wonder that they did. I haven't seen it. Uh, but you will at some point. I don't know. I've only seen one of the live action remake movies. Jungle I haven't Book. seen. I haven't seen any of them yet. I saw Jungle Book. I haven't seen. Any of, I haven't seen any of them yet. But I don't have an uh, issue with them. Beauty and the Beast was really bad. <laughs> you didn't like it? No, I didn't like it. It grossed all. about eight hundred and seventy-four million dollars. Aladdin. 
Yes. All to yeah. be fair, I heard that uh, my sister actually saw it. Uh, the old Victoria DLG. Yeah. She said that Will Smith does Sticky make. Mickey? Yeah. She she said Will Smith makes that movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, Will Smith is a huge personality. You know, I like uh, all kidding aside, and I'm a massive fan. He is a big. Per- he fills a room. He is a very big personality, like Robin Williams. Now they each have their own version, and apparently, when they approached him to do it, you know, he was on Jimmy Fallon. And he basically said he told them that he didn't want anything to do with this project because it was going to be a mess. And how do you replace Robin Williams? And blah blah blah. And so they started just kind of letting him do his own thing. And they're like, well, listen, don't do Robin Williams. J- do the genie. Like, be the genie. Don't worry about what Robin did. And so there's that famous kind of YouTube clip where he's w- on Jimmy Fallon. He starts messing around with the music with the roots. And he's like, yeah, so I got to kind of come up with my own stuff. And so that opportunity, I think, is unique in the sense that Will Smith is, while vastly different than Robin Williams, is still just as exciting in a different way. Yeah. Like, He's way more musically bound instead of comedically bound, but he's also he ha- he has a huge personality. So I think it was a good fit. Yeah, the uh, film before that was uh, Independence Day. That was his. That was the other highest that, that grossing. Does, that film. makes sense. That that movie was awesome. It, it was awesome. Out. It was super awesome. And then they like made one reference to him in Independence Day. Do yeah. Oh, he's dead. His son was the hero, though. That is true. That is true. Yeah. But I mean, he's made some great movies, and so I don't know. It was. I guess it's not surprising to me that Aladdin made tons of money. It's a Disney movie. Aladdin was popular back when we were kids. Well, and Beauty and the Beast did the same. I mean, it also crushed. But just knowing all the stuff that he's done, yeah, um, that this is the largest movie. Well, it's impressive because the other ones aren't failures. Like there's very there's like there's never there's very rarely a time when Will Smith releases a movie where everyone's like, "What the f just happened?" I think Wild West is really the only one where everyone's like, "This was terrible." But, like, he had a run of, like, I think four or five years where he was the number one movie every year. I wonder how many uh, how many Will Smith movies can you name? Me? Yeah, you want to try this? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so there's Independence Day. Yep. Uh, Men in Black, Men in Black 2, Men in Black 3. There's four. Um, there's uh, Seven Pounds. Um, there's Focus. Um there's Bright, which was the yeah. Netflix one. Um, I, don't there's see, I don't see Seven Pounds listed on his. his seven Pounds was the organ organ donor one. Yeah, I don't see it on here. That's weird because it's it's definitely a Will Smith movie. It's fantastic. He poses as an IRS agent. No one else, no one does that. Um, the concussion movie, whatever that was called, headaches or something. Um, it's just called concussion. Oh, okay. Um, that? So that's that's eight. We haven't even done Bad Boys one and two. Okay, there you uh, go. That's ten. Um, he's also done like some smaller things. I can't remember the, mo- the name of the movie where he plays the gay guy. Um, no clue. What is it? Oh, that's uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, another one. Um, let's see. Let's see. I know I'm missing some of the big action ones. You're though. missing two of Wild Wild West. We yeah. we talked You're about. Missing already. two of my favorite films. Two of your favorites that he's in. Oh man. Superhero one. Oh, Hancock. That yeah. wasn't one of my favorite ones, but that's on the Hancock list. is great. Um What's what is it? Oh, I Robot. Oh, I Robot. Yeah. That's, that's my least favorite Will Smith that's movie. That's one of my favorite. That is ones. my least favorite that's a one. Great movie. I love that movie. Of all the things he is, he's probably a worse detective. <laughs> like of all the things I love Will Smith in, the one where he's a detective is probably the worst. That's um, a great movie. Great movie. I know I'm missing I'm missing like three action ones. I know that. Um you're missing a one. 
That's a really good one. And name them because I don't want to. I don't so want to spend two minutes going. Uh. So there's Hitch. Uh, there is the Ali movie. Oh yeah. Uh, there's the Ledger Legend of Bagger Vance. And then I am Legend. I am Legend is yeah. also one. That's one. Um, of the you're also one. forgetting the good old fashioned. Um, oh, there's seven pounds right there. The good old fashioned uh, After Earth, where uh, oh, yeah, with, with his son, with his son, uh, plus that the Shark movie, remember that one, the animated one that he was in. Oh, I forgot about that. Shark Tale. Yeah, Shark Tale was a good he was, one. He was he was the Shark Slayer. Uh, and the really shark really good slayer. one. I'm surprised you didn't um, mention Enemy of the State. Oh, that's the one with Gene Hackman. That yeah. one is actually not bad for that era of film. Uh, he actually made a pretty good movie there. I fr- you're right. You all about Made in America. He was in that one as well. Made in America. Yeah, Made in America. A young Will Smith from 1993. I think that's the one where he's. I think that's the one where he's the gay guy. Is I that think. the one? I think so. Um, with Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson. Yeah, I think so. I believe so. I. I, I what a movie. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson. Yeah, man, there was a moment, right, like where Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg were like the pulse of like pop culture. <laughs> right. They were like this weird power couple in like '92 and '93. It was very odd. Old Whoopi. Whoopi was. Whoopi did some good stuff. Whoopi. I, I saw a movie today this morning with uh, Tom Cruise, Lions yeah. for Lambs. Never heard of it. It's uh, not a Tom Cruise fan. It's actually directed by Robert Redford. It's like a. It's it's actually basically an anti-war movie. It was on HBO this morning. Uh, he plays like a senator. And really? He's only in it for like, it's three different stories that kind of run parallel about the same subject. So each of the stories is really about 40 minutes. So he's not in a ton of the movie. Is it one of those like executive decision movies where they hyped him up to be in it and he's not really in it? No, because no, I don't remember any, anyone getting hyped about this movie because Robert Redford doesn't really make big movies. Right. Uh, it really only has like three set pieces in the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, it was just what, a weird. Whoopi, what, Whoopi was in it? No, no, Whoopi wasn't. But it was just it was just weird because Tom Cruise was. How do we go from Whoopi to Tom Cruise in this weird senator movie? Because it, because you like need to get your life together. They're like this pop culture like center points, and so it was like when Tom Cruise in the very beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, this is gonna be interesting, and then he's only kind of, kind of in it. You yeah. got you got uh, Steven Seagal right there. Let's jump out to a break. When we come back, we're gonna wrap up this edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Stay tuned. Well, uh, Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Yeah. Before I uh, get to what I like to call my list here, that I like to run by Corey DLG, he has no idea what it is. Oh, so okay. he's going to be excited. Let's talk Yay. about this adventure we're going to go on. The Adventure Begins Comics and More. That's right. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More. He's on 1488 in Conroe. Um, they got all kinds of events and uh, things happening. So let me give you, let me just give you a little bit of a rundown here. Of what's going on this Saturday? Uh, oh, it's July now. It is July. We it's are officially in it. July Uno. That's Did right. Today life? is July first. He doesn't have his life together. What? Twenty five days. July. What? It's your birthday. Yep. 
Oh, okay. I was like, what are we counting? July 6th is the Magic Core 2020 pre-release sealed standard tournament. It's going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. that Saturday. Um, they're doing $25 sealed standard uh, for Magic the Gathering core sets. And then Sunday, July 7th is monthly miniature painting. They got that from 4 to 8. And then also Sunday from 4 to 8 is the Adventurers League. Uh, that's Dungeons and Dragons there, boys. Um, I really want to get into Adventurers League because it's official. Like, it's super official. But I don't know. I'm really worried that I don't know any... Like, I'm, when I go to do the official play version, I'll find out I don't know anything about it, right? There's only one way to find out, Corey DLG. That's to take yourself down to the Adventure Begins Comics and More every Sunday and play in that every Adventure Every other League. Sunday. Every other Sunday yeah. and get in that Adventure League. Or, if you don't do that, though, you can come hang out with us on Friday nights... Play some Hero Clicks action. That's right. We're going to be there every Friday at 9.30. Hopefully. Uh, BYOB. Actually, uh, it's going to be before that. What's that? It's going to be before that. Is it? I have gotten the keys to the to the uh, castle uh, because I have secured ourselves a private room. Ooh. So if we are in the private room, it's BYOB all the time. Oh, I so see. So we're going to start earlier than that so we're not out so late. Okay. Uh, all right. We can get our games in starting July 26th. Is that the Friday? Yes, that is the Friday. Friday? It's my birthday. Yeah, on Nico's birthday, we will have a celebration at Adventure Begins in the private room as we kick off a six-event Hero Clicks adventure where there will be eight competitors competing to win a brick of the Hero Clicks. So exciting stuff. Be on the lookout for that and come celebrate Nico with us July 26th. But also every Friday we'll still be there. Yes, Corey will be there every Friday. Yes. All right, so all that being said... What's this uh, list you got for me here? So uh, we talked DC earlier, yeah. Uh, I vaguely remember that. And uh, Young Justice, uh, the second part's getting ready to come out. Is that true? Is it out already? Uh, it comes out probably within a week or two if it's not already. Yeah. Uh, it's July. I know that. So I have found a list, which I like to do and talk to you about. Okay. It is the 10 most powerful super teenagers in the DC universe. Okay. Sounds right. like a good list, yeah? Yeah. So let's run down this list. Let's get your opinions. See what you think. Okay, so Supergirl is going to be on there somewhere. You think so? Yeah. You would think. Take a stab. Who do you think would be number 10? There's so many teenagers in the DC universe. They do a really good job of having, like, generations of characters. Um, I wouldn't... Uh, I'm going to say Raven, but I know that she's probably higher up. You think she's higher up? Yeah. Number 10, the Blue Beetle, J.B. Reyes. Oh, uh, the yeah, third person to call so. him the Blue Beetle. Um, so he's got that alien scarab that's full of like technology that adapts and comes up with different things. So I can see how he's, he's probably potentially pretty powerful. Um, I think they they play it up that the scarab and him are at odds at times. Yes. And it doesn't do what he wants it to do. So I'm not as sure that it's that clear cut. But okay. All right. He's number 10. Now right, let's go to number that. nine. Can you guess Numero Nueva? That's number nine for our Spanish-speaking friends. Oh, uh, Kid Flash. Kid Flash. <clears throat> okay. Wrong. He All is right. not number nine. Instead, number nine goes to Miss Martian. Oh, she's got to be way higher. That's a that's that's yeah, a terrible. A lot of, she lot, is lot of power. number nine. Yeah, but yeah. when you're weak to fire, it's at least like a common weakness, I guess. Yeah, but you can fly and use telepathy and invisibility and shape shifting and. But she has a key weakness to fire. <laughs> Go to space where nothing burns. 
<laughs> she has a key weakness to fire. <laughs> yeah, I, that's she has a key weakness to fire. So let's, let's drop her to number nine. That's a that's a terrible spot there. Um, all right, let's see if you can guess eight because you haven't guessed one yet. Okay, who could number eight be? I'm gonna go with Kid Flash again. He's got to be on the list, but towards the bottom. We are going through door number eight, and that is Impulse. Yeah, dun, okay. dun, dun, it's Kid Flash. Be, yeah. yeah, it's not Kid Flash, but it's close. No, it is. It's the same power, actually. It is Kid Flash right now. Oh no, they just brought Impulse back again. It was Kid Flash for a minute. It's Impulse. Do you know which Impulse? What's his name? Uh, Impulse should be West. Uh, eh. wrong. What is his name? Bart Allen. Oh, Bart Allen. Yeah. The grandson of the great Barry Allen. That's true. Impulse in at number eight. So he think he's more powerful than Miss Martian. Thoughts? I mean, Speedster's inherently a really strong. Yeah, but he still has to think. So like Miss Marshall yeah, is telepathic. You, like yeah, I don't understand how any of that is okay, run at me. I'm gonna just make myself invisible and you don't know where to run to. Now what? But he can go and change time he, he can travel through. Yeah, he but now, now he's just gonna bring fire everywhere he goes. Yeah. <laughs> and she can't do anything to yeah. him. But do what with it? Uh, that's the thing. If you don't know where she is, if you don't if she doesn't let you think about her, just burn it all down. Or if she makes you think you have fire and you don't just burn it all down. Burn everything down. It's such a what do you mean? You could just you just yell at her like fifteen million times faster than she can think. Yeah, but not faster than he can think. As long as he thinks, she she wins. Telepathy. Yeah, but you think isn't that limited by yourself? I, not if I mean if I'm reading your mind. Okay. If I'm reading your mind, but my mind's going one billion miles an hour, okay. and yours isn't. Go to sleep. Done. I won. <laughs> is can she do that? Yeah, that's what telepathy is. Yeah. I don't know if that's it. And then he just wakes up, and then he travels back in time before she says it, and (laughs) hits her with a fireball. (laughs) Right, Right, Nico? Right, Nico? All right, number seven. Who do you think? Uh, Man, uh, it's got to be Supergirl then? Cyborg. Is he a teenager? Number seven. He's on the Justice League now. He is a teenager. Yeah, they always flip-flop between that. I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know how that. Uh, He is in Teen Titans Go. He is on Teen Titans. Well, because that was a remake of the old Teen Titans. And they just reintroduced him in Young Justice. But in the movies, he's, a, I mean, I don't know. He's a, he's an We're adult. not talking he's about He's different. a young adult. Yeah, he's, he's, like a, <laughs> he's a teenage superhero power. Okay, but how weird is it when, like, the 23-year-old hangs out with a 15-year-old at the party, right? Like, that's never no, the... No, that, that's weird. It's never a good look. Who's number six? Um, Man, they got to have that kid wizard somewhere in all of this. Um, What's his name? Captain Um. That's Corey's the, new nickname. The one with the cat. Captain Um. Oh. About Clary and the Witch Boy? Uh, Clary and the Witch Boy. No, I think he's a, a villain, so he's not going to be on this list. What? I thought it was most powerful teenager. It's Starfire, number six. Yeah, she's pretty powerful. But is she a teenager, too? Like, she's been living with Nightwing for like three years now at this point. Like In Young Justice? Uh, yeah. I don't know what they deal with her in Young Justice right now off the top of my head. Yeah, Captain Because in Teen Titan, she was a teen. She was a teen Titan. In Teen, in teen Titan, on the new ones, the animated ones, she's like the adult chaperone training the kids. Well, yeah, in that one, I'm talking about like the lives, old one. And she lives with Nightwing. Right. Yeah. Shacked up. Shacked up, baby. <laughs> Definitely not teenagers in that one. Uh, number five, we'll go with Raven, who you mentioned earlier. Okay. She has, right. made, she has crocked the cra- crocked. She Croc. has cracked the list. Um, she's really strong. She is. This list is very weirdly out of order, but Think okay. So? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so now we know five through ten, and you know who they are. Who do you think is one through four? Let's see how accurate you can be. I mean, start with one. Who's number one? There's still a Superboy somewhere. There's still a Supergirl somewhere. Um, now that you've started including these like old Teen Titans, I don't know. I don't even know. Where, like, the cutoff is. So you got two of the next four I'm going to mention. Okay. Um, so who are the other two? I need two guesses in five. 
four. Uh, I'm gonna say like three. Beast Boy, two, and uh, one. What's the girl from Doom Patrol? The crazy. She does all the different magics. Not Zatanna, but the other one, like Crazy Jane. Crazy Jane. Well, yeah. you're wrong on both. All right. Number four is Teen Lantern. Kella Quintella. Is. It's the new one. Uh, she is the most powerful teenager. She debuted on Young Justice number one. Yep. Yeah. Brian Michael Bendis's new Young Justice League. She got like it looks like she like uses machines to hijack the ring. Like she's got like a weird like backpack tied into the ring and all that. Um, she was successfully able to hack into one of the most oh, powerful see? weapons in the universe. That's pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, and listen, a Green Lantern can do just about anything, so I don't have any. I, I mean, number three yeah. is Wonder Girl, Cassie Sandsmart. Kind of forgot about her, yeah. No, uh, I didn't forget about her, but like she, the last time she was around, but I, I haven't gotten to read the Young Justice stuff yet. But the last time she was around, she couldn't fly. So it was like she was just strong and tough, and it's like, okay, well, great. Yeah, there's lots of people who do that. And like then Superboy. Like basically yeah. an Asgardian. Superboy yeah. number two and Supergirl number one. That makes sense. Yeah. If Superman is the strongest being, they always say, for DC, then his, uh, his uh, what is she, her cu- his cousin? Yeah. yeah. She's got to be number one. Right, right. Yeah. And then Superboy is number two. That makes sense. I'm slowly getting through the last season of Supergirl. Not the one that just came out the one yeah. this year, but the one before, season <laughs> two. Okay. Three. And they just found Krypton. Oh, one of the cities of Krypton. Is it Condor? Yeah, that's her. Well, whatever her little. Yeah, she's from Condor. Yeah, it was. She found her mom. The Bottle City. She found her mom. She found her mom. Is she is she in the Bottle City? Is that what's going on there? So they have like these world killers they're trying to uh, to take out, and they track. There's like a certain stone or something they can use to like destroy this one world killer, and they track it in the universe. So they go to the the point. Uh, her and uh, Monel, and it ends up being Condor and ah, her okay. mom's place. So she gets the snow and it goes back. Okay, that's kind of interesting. But they have been found. Um, the coolest story they did for a little bit in the comic books was basically uh, Brainiac like loses a challenge to Superman and agrees to give him back Condor or oh, something yeah? like that. And so they bring Condor back to regular size like on the moon. And oh, so now don't. there's like 2,000 Kryptonians in the universe. Oh, they don't put it in Oklahoma? No, they didn't put it in Oklahoma. So now there's like 2,000 Kryptonians in the universe. And so like Superman is trying to toe the line between being a human and a Kryptonian and trying oh, to nice. like keep the peace. But there's a clan of Zods and they're like, uh, House Zod does not bow. Yeah. And so eventually like there's like a war between Earth and Krypton. That sounds pretty neat. It was an interesting They should have put it in Idaho. <laughs> like it's funny how like so many times DC and Marvel parallel each other yeah. almost at the same time because this is about the same time that the King Thor stuff was going on um, where he puts Asgard in Broxton, Oklahoma. Yes, they just should have put it in like Montana or something. Yeah. It's What's just going on in Montana? Nothing. Guess no, what? Now nothing. it's Krypton. Now it's Krypton. But they don't use like real cities much in the, like DC. They could have done Utah easy, right? There's tons of space out there. Yeah, a lot of Mormons. Though. I don't know if they want to mix Mormons and Kryptons. That's... That's that might have that might have been like a huge peaceful solution that's to the issue. That's a little too much culty, right for me. <laughs> House Zod is just like you know what, uh, pretty you know what, pretty Smith, chill here. We'll, done. we'll just hang out here. Watchtower stuff done. <laughs> um, the Mormons just show up every day until House Zod surrenders. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> knock on the door every day. We won't out of Kryptonians. We won't <laughs> out of these guys. Though. What the heck? They keep coming back. <laughs> well, that's a good way to end this uh, episode of Nerd the Krypton. You're listening to us. Don't forget, if you missed any part of the show, the podcast will drop at 6.01 p.m. today for the Captain Joey Savage, the Talent Corey DLG, and the producer Nico. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Voila.